Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey everybody, welcome to When Words Fail Music Speaks. Uh, my name is Blake. I'm joined today by James Cox. James Cox, how you doing today, hey, sir? Hey, how you doing, man? Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, awesome. Uh, so today we are joined by yet another special guest on the show. Um, for anybody who's a, a fan of the paranormal, of uh, uh, true crime, horror stories, anything like that, um, this is a great podcast. Uh, not our podcast. Uh, this podcast we're, we're about to talk about. Yours is great too. We haven't gotten into too many paranormal things on here um, and uh, in true crime, but trust me, that is a, uh, that's definitely, we're definitely big fans of that. Um, but uh, today we're joined by Darren Marlar. Um, just to say a little bit about you but, um, here, Darren, uh, this is taken directly from your website, by the way. Um, so, oh, uh, you uh, believed that bunch of lies, huh? Oh, oh nice. it, it was the most like, yeah, written thing I've ever come across, and I was like, oh, I've got this is this is it. Copy. I, I hired a top fiction writer to come up with that photo. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what it was. Nice. Okay. All right, go ahead, dude. <laughs> well, um, so professional voice artist uh, Darren Marlar brings true stories of the paranormal, supernatural, legends, lore, crime, conspiracy, mysterious, macabre. Uh, unsolved and unexplained seven days a week in the award-winning podcast, Weird Darkness. Weird Darkness has been compared to Coast to Coast with Art Bell, The Twilight Zone with Rod Serling, uh, Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack, and In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy uh, and others. Uh, um, along with radio and acting, Darren Marlar is well known as a professional full-time voiceover artist. He's been providing quality audio recordings to clients around the world, if his voice sounds familiar, it is due to having voiced thousands of radio commercials, uh, TV spots, movie trailers, videos, podcasts, audiobooks, corporate presentations, phone prompts, audio theater projects, video games, and more. It doesn't just stop there. Um, <laughs> Darren Marlar has been named one of the best storytellers in podcasting for 2019 by Podcast Business Journal. Uh, and in 2014 was awarded the Excellence in Broadcasting Award by the Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters for his commercial voice. This work. is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just oh. gushing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind putting it on the website, but when somebody reads it right back to me, it's like, oh, my oh, God. No, this just is... soak it in. Just soak it in. This is, <laughs> this is amazing. I wish people had this uh, all this yeah. stuff to say about me. Uh, but not only is Darren a master at bringing the paranormal to your podcast feeds on a daily basis, he is a big advocate for suicide prevention and mental health. His website offers multiple resources for those struggling with depression or suicidal thoughts. Now, bolt your doors, lock your windows, turn <laughs> off your lights, and come with us as we interview Darren Marlar from the Weird Darkness Podcast. Thank you so much. For <laughs> I am so glad you're recording this. I'm going to take that and make that a ringtone. <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah. The whole thing, the whole thing. The whole thing. I mean, granted, if you want to talk to me and call, you're gonna to have to wait through like thirty rings. But I'm gonna let that whole thing. Go. You're gonna to have to do it. They're, they're gonna to have to wait three minutes and forty seven seconds to get through. That's right. Yeah. Nabbit, I need to get my I need to get my ego boost every day. So somebody call me. That's great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's yeah. very nice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, James. You. I, I, I turned James on to your podcast. 
um, not too long ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been listening for years. My wife and I really, really got into uh, Weird Darkness um, shortly after we started dating, and it just kind of like stayed in our uh, our feeds. You know, we I, I subscribe to a, a billions of podcasts. It feels like, mm-hmm. and there's there's some that you just feel like there's I don't know, you lose interest or just whatever, and then you just excuse me, you just unsubscribe from them. Sure. I've never once thought about unsubscribing from weird darkness. I love the daily uploads and I just never Thank get you. tired of listening to you. So. Thank you, Blake. I appreciate that. And, and give your wife a huge hug for me then. That's, that's Absolutely. very sweet to, to, to know that you guys actually started that where you were, you were dating. You're married now, right? Is that what you said? I'm married now. Yeah. You're married now, but you were dating when you were, when you started listening. Yes. So I have a little something to do with your marriage. So that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good or bad, it depends on you know. I guess talking to her, she might say, "Oh, that was a bad thing," but um, <laughs> not at all. No. But yeah, that's I, I. I love it. I get so many people who say that they actually do listen with a partner, mm-hmm. you know, with with a spouse. And I, I've never really seen podcasts that way. I've always, I always picture it as some guy with like maybe earbuds driving in a car by themselves or something. But there, there are. You're right. Just just like what what you and your bride uh, did. They they get together and they'll actually set down a time saying, Hey, tomorrow night, 7 PM, let's listen to weird darkness together. Right. It's so weird to hear, to hear that. It's so cool too. Yeah. yeah it's also a huge responsibility. I got to be careful what I say with, uh, <laughs> oh. with listening together like that. And you know what I have to say about relationships and stuff like that. So Don't that's, that's cool. That. It's yeah. really great to hear that. And so now James is listening too. So yeah. I am. I am. Uh, I got James, James hooked. Uh, I've I've always been a huge fan of the not only weird darkness but whenever you had a uh, daily dose of weird news I really enjoyed that you've been following you've been stalking wow. me dude Style. that yeah. was yeah I I gave up the daily dose of weird news like two years ago because right. I just couldn't keep up with it yeah I can imagine that wow be a lot. so yeah you've been around for a while that's great for, for a while Church of the Undead was cool I really enjoyed that um I really enjoyed uh. Uh, spooky santa that's that's really fun um i look forward to that now uh it's it's awesome yeah i'm really i'm really a big fan of yours darren so Um, you obviously are when we're done here i I gotta send you a shirt (laughs) you don't have one (laughs) (laughs) yeah man both both of you both of you but man blake Blake deserves like a proud to be a weirdo shirt you know 100 that's awesome definitely weirdo that's awesome so darren um this podcast is based around music and and depression because what we do here on when word fail is we talk about um, music and how it and how it helps people who are struggling for depression, mm-hmm. and we're really honored with you to to have you on because you're you, like like Blake said in the intro, you're a big advocate for suicide prevention and mental health. Um, but right. but we gotta know, man. This is a music podcast, so do you play any, any kind of instruments? No, I don't. Um, but I, I I actually grew up singing a lot i was actually um i was actually pursuing a career as a uh, as a singer yeah. um in fact i'll one of these days i'm gonna have to just release some of the stuff that i've recorded but i went you know i went to nashville i ended up recording a song there at a, at a record company and um i really did want to do uh wanted to do that for a career and i discovered radio at about the same time and the two really meshed really well together right. you know, for a while but 
it's it's a long story, but um, I'm just gonna say I, I was I was doing Christian music actually. I was I was a Christian rock was my thing. I had gotten saved back in the early '90s, and so I was writing a whole bunch of stuff about Jesus, how much I loved God, all that other stuff, and I still do. Right. Um, but uh, I started going out and actually performing at different churches for youth groups and stuff like that. And somehow the phone just died one day. It just would nobody would ring anymore. And, it's, and I, I truly think it's it was, it was God because my ego was starting to get just a little out of whack. Yeah. On that. I started thinking that I was, you know, God's gift to God. I mean, it was, oh, it was really, yeah. I, I started thinking more and more about what I sounded like, what I looked like, rather than what I was there to do. Right. And uh, after after a, a while, I actually lost my singing voice. I do not have the voice that I used to have. On the plus side, though, I'm doing what I do now yeah. um, with a voice that I did not have 10 years ago. Mm. And uh, so what? nowadays I'm doing, you know, like like you mentioned in the, in the uh, intro, the voice, you know, all the voiceover stuff, like movie trailers and stuff like that. Um, my voice wasn't this low way back when I was a low tenor. Now I, you'd probably say that I'm a, a low baritone, yeah. I guess. Yeah, so. It sounds like you have a very rich bass voice, you know? Mm, yeah. But, yeah. But, it, I, I but it but it also works for radio too because you have the you have the pristine radio voice that many people like would love to have. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm serious, you know. Cause, yeah, let's yeah, get started. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what started. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah music has been a, a huge thing for me for me uh, all, all my life. So yeah. it's 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 cool that you guys are actually combining the two that you're talking you're talking about mental illness right. uh, or mental wellness and uh, music at the same time because music is such a powerful thing in most people's lives yes it is uh, no matter what style you normally gravitate towards i mean you can gravitate towards the blues and just the name of the blues mm -hmm. makes it sound like you're going to be depressed but people get lifted up when listening to the blues i love yeah. the blues right. it's awesome yeah yeah so uh it's great that you guys are, are are doing that so but yeah i i i don't really have any instrument behind me i used to play a keyboard a little bit but that was just by ear and i was really terrible at it so it was mostly just just the singing voice and leading bands and doing solo stuff for a while until that stopped nice well these are not mine just just so you know these these right here on the wall these are my wife's uh I, i'm a drummer <laughs> so um it's not really cool to hang your drums up on the walls no it's harder to play the drums when you're hanging up well I guess Dory Jordanson does that spinner. Oh, yeah, but upside down and on yeah. the wall. Yeah. And, Tommy, yeah. and Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Get a drum you know? set that spins all the way around like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm working on that yeah. for church. That's in the yeah, you're saving up for that. Right? Yeah. You use the money you make from the podcast to buy that, right? Yeah, there we yes, go. Sir. Yeah, because you're now independently wealthy from doing a podcast. Exactly. Yes, we all, yeah, as we yeah. all are. Yeah, we're all we're all just quitting jobs and just doing this for a living now. So. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's uh, that's how COVID's been. Um, I no, we we I, I don't have this question on the notes here, James. But I, I thought about this while we were talking. Um, do you have like a favorite singer? Do you have a favorite uh, artist of any kind? Like a favorite band or anything? Um, nowadays, not so much. When I grew up, um. It's interesting that you would actually did not have this on your list. When I grew up, uh, as back as early as like four years old, I was the biggest Elvis fan cool. ever. Right. Um, to the point that I, I would go through in grade school, I ended up doing an Elvis act. 
and I would actually put put on my my collared shirt and flip it up, and I'd put in an eight track tape of Elvis Aloha from Hawaii and I would walk into my kindergarten room and pretend that I was Elvis doing the lip syncing and everything for the first couple songs um after that I ended up uh, going into some recording studios and actually recording a few Elvis songs um I, I mourned his death 12 years after it happened uh, because I didn't really, I, I was too young to understand what had actually happened, but much later when I'd fallen in love with his music, I, I found myself just crying one day because I loved his music so much. Right. Um, so I guess you could say that I was a, I was a huge Elvis fan. Um, was I hit high school, Steve Perry from journey, yes. um, yes. was, and I think that's one of the reasons that my voice is no longer what it is. Cause I kept trying to sing like Steve Perry and you oh, can't yeah, do that when you are a, a when you're a baritone or a, or a low tenor you can't do that I I did and now I've, I've paid for it but I absolutely loved uh I loved his voice and Ken Tamplin um if you're if you're into Christian music at all Ken Tamplin is uh he's into uh, he was rock metal in the in the 90s and his voice is just incredible he's to the point now that he actually has a YouTube channel where he helps people to learn to sing better i think it's uh ken tamplin academy or something like that if you wanted to look him up and just to give just to get a sample of what he sounds like i think he's probably still my favorite singer of all time mm. just when it comes to the vocal quality as an entertainer you can't beat elvis no yeah oh. absolutely so, yeah and in merchandise <laughs> yeah exactly i know really i know yeah. close uh, followed by the misfits they're right there but elvis merchandise is what, uh, that's where that's where it's at <laughs> um james yeah do you want to you want to take that note yeah. i'm sorry i threw all the notes off because i was like oh that's a good question i should, I should ask that yeah that's great um so uh like like we said before this is dealing with um, um depression um so your podcast is great for uh people who are dealing with depression um so what are your what what was that your intention when you started uh, your your Weird Darkness podcast? Not at all. Okay. Um, not at all. Um, I had, even though I was one who suffered from depression, uh, I never had any any inklings of bringing anything other than storytelling to the podcast. I, right. It just wasn't really in my wheelhouse. But the content of what I do is so dark sometimes and i was getting to the point now some of the stories that i had to back off because they were too dark even for me just telling the stories okay. and i realized even though it wasn't affecting me in a negative way i knew that kind of material possibly could uh, especially if a story ended up talking about how somebody took their life or something like right. that and i realized there's a responsibility that i have i need to make sure that if i am going to bring up that topic there has to be some somewhere that somebody can reach out and say, Hey, I need help with that. And I know that's not me. I have no training whatsoever when it comes to counseling or medicine or anything like that. I'm just a guy who cares. And I want, I want to make sure that everybody's okay. So I started looking originally, I just put in a link and the information for the suicide prevention line, uh, which most people know about. Sure. And that was just the beginning. That was that was just enough for me in the beginning. But I realized after doing that, I ended up getting some emails from people who say that they that they suffer from depression, and they just really appreciated that even just being there in the podcast at all for them. Well, 
I do so I've never had suicidal thoughts. I've never gone that far, thank goodness. Right. But I have had depression all my life. And that's something that I thought, I wonder if people who have depression are drawn to this type of material. Um, maybe pe people who have a you know dark personalities that they obviously like horror movies. Maybe the sad personalities kind of do as well. Maybe that's the reason that I kind of got into it as well. So just again, out of my own self-preservation, I think more than anything else, I, I went looking for an organization online that's that specifically dealt with depression. And I could not find anything out there. And it just it made me so angry. Suicide and bipolar, everything else, yes, a mental illness in general, but there was nothing specifically for depression that I could find until one day I stumbled upon uh, IFRED, right. which is the International Foundation uh, uh, for Research and Education of Depression, IFRED for short. Mm -hmm. uh, thank goodness they came up with something for short, because I would never be able to say that in every single podcast. <laughs> um, but I, I went to them and I found out they had a lot of resources for people who do deal with depression. So I started putting that into the podcast just, just at the end saying, Hey, if you need help. And that's when the emails poured in, I get probably, I'd say a dozen every month, at least, well, probably closer to a couple of dozen of emails every month from somebody saying how much they appreciate, um, my, uh, my bringing that that uh, to attention because so many people don't even want to talk about depression. Uh, some people are thanking me for having the resources because they know somebody who has depression and they want to be able to tell them where they can go. Um, I've had a lot of people uh, say, hey, I've turned on my friend who has depression to your podcast and, and they really like it. And so I know that at that point, they're getting the information on a regular basis. So now I actually feel there's a responsibility to continue that. Not that I would ever stop now. I think it's too important now. It's almost become, I was telling my wife about this uh, a couple of months ago. It almost feels like it's a ministry now, yeah. even though it's not. Um, it's just, you, you kind of have that responsibility. You know, people are listening, you know, that they're hurting. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I want to be able to help. I want to entertain them. That's my main, that's my main goal. But towards the end of the end of the episode, I want to make sure that um but they're leaving better than they came sure right that, you know, mentally uh yeah but that was that was not my original intent my original intent was just being a voice artist thinking hey i wonder what would what it would be like to do this kind of podcast since i was doing everything else like the daily dose of weird news every day i was just that was just something else entertaining that i could just jump into not knowing that it was going to explode and become its own entity like it has right well yeah I really, really, really have to thank you so much for that because I find odd that, that many people don't um, can't can't and don't talk about depression. You know, even though that it's a it's a big deal. You know, so it is. It, it is, and I don't know why that is. We'll we'll go to somebody. We'll talk about testicular cancer before we talk about having depression. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know what is so scary about bringing that up. If you're if you're somebody who's you feel like you're on the verge of tears all day long and there's really no reason to be, there's something wrong there. Right. You know, right. It's either, either spiritually or mentally, you know, maybe, maybe it's in your, the enzymes, something is causing that and it needs to be addressed. Um, if you can't get out of, if you can't roll out of bed each day, just because you have no energy whatsoever, um, you feel like you just don't have a care in the world or you don't care about the world that is, you know, 
you need to look into it. And, and it's probably, and it's a struggle for, for all of us who's, who deal with depression. It's a struggle every day. Right. Um, but I, I am fortunate in the fact that I actually know what I have. Um, and I was able to go to a doctor and, and get diagnosed officially right. and get the help that I needed. And so many people just don't do that. Yeah. And I see those people now. I, I didn't, when I had depression, I didn't see them because I was so engrossed in my own, in my own darkness and all oh, my life sucks type of thing. Right. Um, but now I, I can look back on high school um, and I can see what I was doing back then because of my depression mm. that I just didn't know at the time. And I can look back on people now from, from high school going, that person probably has it too right. or, or had it. Um, and so it's, it's a little bit easier to, uh, to identify uh, if you know, if you know somebody well enough, if they're a friend or a family member, you can see that there's a change that takes place. Right. Uh, something's going on. And in, instead of just letting them wallow in it, just reach out and say, Hey, is everything okay? Is there anything I can do for you? Sounds like you might be depressed. Uh, we probably need to find a different word than other than depressed because that just sounds, Oh, I'm sad. Right. And that's not what it is. And and I think maybe that's one of the reasons people don't talk about it is because, well, I don't know why I'm sad. It doesn't make any sense to be sad. Uh, they're going to think I'm crazy. So I'm not even going to say anything. I wish we could come up with a different term other than depressed. But that being said, if you see somebody going through it, let them know there is help out there. Right. Um, and you, and that's, that's just, that's just what, what I'm trying to do is just have that page there at all times. And so if you ever need help, there's, there's for this, there's for suicide prevention. I've added something there and for those who need to quit, um, quit drink, quit drinking. You know, it's just, there are so many, <laughs> there are so many things that we all have to work on, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I think that the, the well, I, I think that the majority of why people don't want to speak and you can correct me if I'm wrong here. Is that uh, when if I say to you or or Blake, you know I'm depressed, I don't want to do nothing to do. They will like blow you off. Ah, you're not depressed. You're going through. You know, it's just a side note. Right. Well, then just just go watch a funny movie. Then you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be all right. It's okay. And I'm like, oh my god, you got to be kidding me, man. Yeah. Yeah. But but I think that's the nucleus of why people don't want to talk about it much is because they 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 they're not taken seriously as they should be. You know. Right. It's not so, taken seriously. Right. Uh, you're right. Uh, and also people just don't understand unless they've been through it. Right. So it's, yes. it's really hard yes. to console somebody who's dealing with it. If you're not there, um, my bride and I have been married now for 26 years I, and I love her more than I did the day I married her and vice versa. And I've had depression the entire time and she still doesn't understand it. No. Right. Uh, she will still once in a while and she means well. And, and, and I love her for it. But if I'm having a hard day, is there anything I can do for you? No, you know, you want to sit down and watch a movie or something? You know, can I, can I order you a pizza? Which I'll usually take her up on, but that has nothing to do with depression. Um, Everybody loves pizza. Come on now. That's right, yeah. But, uh, but she, I mean, she, she wants to help, but she doesn't know how. Right. Um, and I don't think that there really isn't any way that she can. And I think that's maybe that's part of the reason why people don't talk about it more is because they don't know how to help somebody that's dealing with it. They don't know how to deal with that person either, because sometimes we're hard to communicate with when we're in that. Yeah. yeah. We, we just don't want to talk to anybody. Well, and that's, I, and that's of course the time that we need to talk to somebody, but we right. don't, but we don't. Well, yeah. Sometimes like, like myself, I can't tell people how I feel at that moment because it's so hard for me to reach down deep in my soul and bring it out, you know? So right. I guess that's, 
that's why like many people don't want to talk about it because they cause they they don't know how to express themselves mm-hmm. about depression. You know. Yeah, so, it is tough. Yeah, we've had we've had days where I, I've you know we've been scheduled to record something and yeah. I'll just tell James. Hey, man, I'm not doing I, I just I I don't think I have it in me today. I, I don't know you know and it's and it's a this is something that I've I've dealt with for years thinking back on it now and I, I you know and i've never been to a doctor i've never been officially diagnosed with it but uh-huh. um you know I, I was going through a rough time um and uh my brother-in-law was like hey do you want to get together we'll go like we'll go to buffalo wild wings we'll just eat and let's talk we'll see what's going on so uh-huh. I sat down and i just kind of spilled it and i was like i'm feeling this way about this yada 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 self-deprecation out the woos the wazoo you know yeah. like uh, it, everything I could name about myself was something I hated and it just, the list goes on. Right. Right. And, uh, so this is a guy that's, um, you know, it, my brother-in-law, Brian, he's been, a um, not only like more than just a brother-in-law, like a brother. Um, he's been there since I was 10 years old. Uh, and, um, you know, he kind of saw me grow up, uh, and was there, uh, the, you know, when my dad died and he was there for that whole thing and just the progression of, of me, like, you know, relationships that I've had that have mm-hmm. you know gone up and downhill and just, he's watched me grow. And so we, you know, we sat down we had this conversation and, um, he was like, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. And, uh, he's like, I think you may be depressed. I was like me. No, I, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't God, yeah. I, because, and it's not like that could never be me it was more like, that's a serious thing. And I don't want to, I don't want to say that if that's, if I'm just bummed out. Right. No, I, I know you, this is, I've been watching you act like this for a number of years. I really think you are. And I think you should go see somebody um, or, you know, and he's, he's familiar with it. He's got PTSD. He's got, you know, a touch of depression and all kinds of things like that. So he's, he's, he knows what to look for. Right. Since then that has, caused me to be a little bit more you know we've been doing this for what like a year now james yeah a year from since february of last year so yeah right yeah so we're you know we're, we're we're big advocates for this too as you know uh, as well and it kind of helps me with keeping my eyes open if anybody is talking to me and i'm like i don't know man it, you know should i should i say something like that or should i just tell them i'm here hey man i'm praying for you you know we what have you. Yeah. Um, but and it, it takes a little bravery to step forward and, and, sure. and ask that person too, right. because in a way you're, you're opening yourself up too. you have no idea how that person's going to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be, and if they are asking for help and do need help, if you're the one that asked them, suddenly you feel you're the one that's going to have to help get that for them. Right. So um, I'm guessing you've had numerous conversations with your friends since then and mm-hmm. with him asking you, how you doing? Have you, right. have you seen anybody? Have you talked to anybody? Um, cause he, he, he cares. He loves you. And I, I think that's awesome. By the way, your friend, yeah. I, I think because there are so few friends who would really do that. Oh yeah. So you're a very lucky man to have a friend that does that. Absolutely. Um, James, James too. He's the, he's the same way he checks yeah. in on me and I'll check in on him and yeah. Cause every time we have a, like a podcast schedule, we, we, we check in with each other before we start the show, you know, like, mm-hmm. how are you doing? Yeah. Like, and sometimes whenever he's like, you know, I can't do it today, maybe tomorrow. 
you know, throughout that day that he told me, I'm like, Hey man, you're doing all right. And then he's like, yeah, man, I'm fine. I just had a, yeah. had this situation going on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always you, good to check up on your friends. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just can't, it's not in you. You just, yeah. I, no matter what I can't tell is. you how many times, I mean, the, the, uh, the website said I, I upload seven days a week. That's assuming I feel like it. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, there, I, I can't tell you how many times I've, uh, e- either I've had a migraine, which I do get quite a bit, but also depression can trigger migraines too. So that's actually part of it. Yes, sir. Um, oh, but there yeah. have been days that I just don't feel it. Right. There, I, you know what I, and I love my job. That's the, that's the hardest part about this. I absolutely love what I do. Sure. Um, I have, you know, I, I started in broadcasting 30 years ago and I haven't stopped. So, I mean, I, you have to like what you're doing if you've been doing it for that long, True. but there are days that I just cannot think of anything that I would want to do less right. than step in front of this microphone and, and tell a story to entertain somebody. Right. And it's just, it's, it's, and it's, there's no reason for it except for the depression. Mm. Yeah. So I'm curious and I, I'd hate to turn it right back around on you, Blake, but, uh, you said you haven't been clinically diagnosed. Is there, have you actually gone to a doctor to talk about it? I have not. And, uh, it's just, you wuss. I know <laughs> it's really, <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to make that call, you know, it is, it is, it really is. Um, and it's, it's something that I feel like is not a crippling thing. If, if that's the best way to put it, like it doesn't, it's not something that is ongoing every day and Mm -hmm. it's a a struggle every day. I've never had suicidal thoughts. Now I have gone through a period years ago. I, I wouldn't consider it suicidal thoughts, but I really didn't care if I was alive or dead. Yeah. And I didn't know what that was. I, I, uh, I didn't want people to worry. I didn't want people to think, you know, Hey, y'all, y'all need to keep an eye on Blake. Like, right. Yeah. You don't need to be on suicide watch or anything. It's just didn't care, man. I just didn't care about whether I was here or apathetic about everything. Right. And now that's, that's different. That's not really the case anymore. Um, you know, I feel like I have something to live for. I have people, I do feel like people would miss me if I was gone. I feel yeah, like, you know, yeah. that, that I would, I would. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got James who, who, who loves you. You got, you got your bride that, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and they're, they they're a great support group for you too. Oh, so before when you were going through that whole apathy phase, you probably didn't have anybody that you were leaning on or that was leaning on you. And because that sometimes that helps too is if being depressed, if you know that you're needed, Mm -hmm. that can also kind of kick you into gear. It may not make you feel good at the moment, Mm -hmm. but it gets you out of bed to go help that person or gets you out of the house because you know, you need to go do this thing for that person. At least it keeps you alive. Right. it, It keeps you moving forward. Absolutely. So yeah, you've got, you've got a great situation now. And the fact that you've got at least two friends, you know, got James and your other guy who's, who's checking in on you on a regular basis. You've got a wife who loves you and is, and, uh, is continually supporting you. So, yeah. So that's, that's great. So, yeah, so James, you have, you obviously have Blake, right? Is that, uh, do you have a, a, any more of a support group? I have my mom and dad. Okay. So, so my mom can see, <laughs> Me having like like going through some changes because depression runs deep in my my mom's side, you know. Mm. You know, and she could tell that I wasn't myself, you know, because when I was a kid, I used to run around and even though I ha- I'm I'm handicapped with CP, um, you know, I, I could do most things that the other kids could do, you know. But when I hit my uh, late teens, early twenties, I started falling in the in the depression, and I and I had no idea what it was. 
Right. So my mom's just okay. Well, I, you know, like just like like here, um, you know, if she's like, I see something to do that's not, I don't like that, you know. So she kind of talked me into going to the doctor and prescribed me some medication, and now I'm. Some days, some days are, are 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 harder for me, even with the medication. Oh yeah. But but the medication kind of levels it out, you know. So. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on a couple of medications, but there are still days where it just creeps up, and it's just that much worse than than usual. Right. I can't imagine what life would be like without the meds. Oh yeah, God. I yeah. can't imagine how my wife put up with me before the meds. I am. She is an angel to yeah. to live through that. And to get me to where I am now, so I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you both have that support system, though. That's sure. that's that's great. That and that's that's something that if you don't have it, that's where these resources that I tell people about. That's somewhere to at least get started. Um, that's another reason, by the way, that I that I created the uh, the weirdos Facebook group mm-hmm. uh, because people do need to just connect with somebody real quick. Granted, people are throwing memes up there and having a lot of fun and that's what it's for. Right. But I but the reason that I actually started the group is because I wanted there to be somewhere that you could just reach out and say, "Hey guys, you know what? I'm having a hard day, you know, or this day really sucks." And somebody'll just come right back under it. Go, "You know what? We're here for you. Uh, you, you know, we're praying for you or hey, here's a funny meme that maybe will may brighten your day." Yeah. And you don't know these people, but still it's a it's a semblance of a support group, I guess. Right. Yeah. But that compared but that that along with the resources that you can find online like like iFred, uh the Seven Cups app that uh that's on the website. Um Seven Cups does a, a lot of great stuff. Uh, by the way, if you if you guys have never checked it out, um, it's a free app. You just download uh, to your phone. But they also have the website seven the number seven cups dot com, mm-hmm. and uh, th- there's always somebody there to talk to, um, somebody that's either dealing with it like you are, or there's a trained counselor there who has been through it. They know what it's like, and they've actually been trained to help you. But there are so many different directions to go in there. There's uh, talk groups and and stuff like that. And some people, that's some that's what you need sometimes. It's just you need somebody to talk to. Sure. Yeah, it's it's a nice thing to see. You know, I, I I'm a part of the weirdos Facebook group, and uh, naturally, and um, <laughs> it, it, I see the memes, and I, I do think it's funny. But every now and then, I see those posts, and the, yeah. the support that everybody puts into it with, uh, hey man, like yeah, let's you know let's talk about it, or you know. If you don't want to go into detail, we're thinking about you. We're praying for you, and uh, right. it's cool. The community is is just really, really cool. I'm I, and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful yeah. that you offer something like that. Well, you're you're very welcome, um, and I benefit from it as well. Because um, once in a while, I'll I'll post on there. Just mm-hmm. for example, as I was saying earlier, some days I just don't feel it. I'm not going to put out an episode. Mm-hmm. I. I try to let people know if I'm not going to put out an episode so they're not expecting it. I know that the entire world isn't in the Facebook group and isn't following me and going to know, but those are my, my core core people. Those are the ones who listen the most, like my fans, the people who love me the most, I guess, for lack of better words. So I want to tell them and numerous times when that's happened, not only do they comment saying, Hey, that's okay. You know what? You need to take a day off. You need, you know, take a day for you. We're always going to be here for you. I've had people personally message me and there's a couple people now. Um, they know who they are. Um, they once a week or so just say, Hey, how's it going, man? How you doing? I don't know these people. I haven't, I, I, I've never met them. Um, I have no idea what they look like. Assuming their profile pics are, you know, are accurate. I don't know, know. but (laughs) they care. 
to the point that they, that they actually reached out and said, hey, I feel you. I've been there. I know what it's like. How are you doing today? They know they can't really do anything about it, but they want, but they want me to know that they're there just so I can right. talk to them. And sometimes that's all you need. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that's that's a really special thing. I, I'm I'm very thankful for that that whole group and um and it's so cool just to see the the flip side of it. Uh, mm-hmm. So when was it that you that you first realized that you were struggling with depression? Uh, it's been so constant through my life. It's really hard to. Well, all right. There was there was one incident that was the, I guess the 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 straw that broke the camel's back, mm. and I don't know what brought it on, but I was in our family room, sitting on the couch, talking to my wife, and suddenly, I just started crying. I haven't cried in decades, mm. um, not even not. Uh, you know, even even at, at bad news of family members or whatever, I it just I don't cry. This was this was just um, waterfalls of tears coming from me. I couldn't stop crying, and all I was telling, all I was saying is, I don't want to lose you. I don't want to lose you. I didn't do anything to have that thought be realistic in any way. Sure, and yet that's where my mind went. And that's when we knew something was definitely wrong. And we got in, we got into a doctor the next, next week. And I mean, they could tell the doctor could tell right where, I mean, right from like a 10 minute conversation, he said, Oh yeah. Okay. This is what's going on with you. And, uh, started getting me help. And we, of course it, it took a while, it took a, a year or so to figure out what medications worked best. Yeah. And, and we still, to this day, you know, many years later, we'll still, try something new if um if something could be better or because you you can grow in and out of it too as you as you age um you know you can either grow out of depression or you can grow into depression um we all change uh as we get older and our our chemistry changes and so sometimes so we have to just kind of try out the, the drugs but i think that's when uh, that that has to be the catalyst of getting the help um i had issues with it before um I remember there were days at the radio station that I was working for here that I would quit an hour early off the air. I, I would just, I had, I was, I had a whole bunch of like backup recordings of like, it's the best of Marler in the morning. And I would just throw those in for the last hour. Cause I just didn't have the energy anymore. And I started doing that more and more and more um, to the point that it was almost, I, I was almost to the point of, Hey, can I just start knocking off an hour early every day? Cause I just didn't have the energy for it anymore. Yeah. And yeah, I, I see myself in, in a lot of in a lot of ways. Now, looking back on it, I can see that it was affecting me. But yeah, I think I think the crying and the and the I don't want to lose you. I think that's that that was the final final nail. Final crawl, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's pretty powerful because um, you know, I I had no idea that I had depression and if it wasn't from my mom. Who knows where I'll be right now? And I'm sure Blake has a, a similar story to that. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's really sad because my dad suffers from it too, but we didn't know about his either. He hadn't, he never did get, get help. He's fine. Um, he, he actually eventually grew out of it and he seems to be in a much better place now, but Good. he dealt with depression 
um, in my, when I was a young, young man into my teen years, he, he admitted to me later on that, uh, after when I, when I finally came, came forward to him, I told him that I deal with depression. Um, and who, I don't even remember how that conversation got started, but he, once I told him, he then opened up and said, you know what? That runs in the family. I, uh, I've had it too. And I think his dad did as well. I'm not sure about that, but, but again, here, there, there is, we were talking about it a, a little bit ago. Nobody wants to talk about it. I had my, my own dad in the very same house under the same roof. And he, he wasn't talking to me and I wasn't talking to him. We could so easily have been, you know, lifting each other up right. had we known, but nobody wants to talk about it. Right. Yeah. D- fathers are, uh, are odd, odd thing to, to be. Well, my dad was, a, is, is a retired colonel. So I guess the military, you know, messed, I mean, messed with his mind and like, you know, him, him growing up. So we didn't really mm-hmm. talk at, at, at all either that much. Uh, but when we did, it's it's always been like great times for me, right? So, you know, so I'm not I'm not sure why my fathers don't don't really talk to to, to their sons or daughters really, because you know I think that would help more in, in the process of growing up better, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I think it's just, I think it's just the way they were raised. Yeah, they, you know, they, right. they don't want to show weakness in any way, and right. some. Right. And I know my dad's dad wouldn't couldn't even say i love you he just he just it never came out of his mouth yeah, and so yeah. my dad made sure that he was always saying that to us because he didn't want us to be the same way but right. i think i think that was just the way they were they would grow up you know you're, you're not supposed to show any weakness at all and sometimes that means you know not asking how people are or um, not spending a lot of time with your kids because you're raised that you're supposed to be a a support or a, or a provider and so your job is to make sure that they're safe and that you're providing money for the household. And that's your job. And yeah, yeah. Uh, things have changed quite a bit, you know, yeah. over oh, the last yeah. few decades. That's, that's not the thing anymore for, for yeah. most people. Now we're all supposed to be, you know, we're, we're supposed to have a bit better balanced lives now, but right. yeah, I think, I think for our dads and their dads, that's, that was the issue, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That that's just something that, uh, you didn't talk about. Um, mm. and, maybe even really downplayed it um yeah. big time you know maybe you know like, like i said suck it up yeah suck it up and move on your feelings yeah, yeah. take a lap yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know rub some dirt in it yeah <laughs> walk it off uh, boy or something yeah walk it off you know. walk it off <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, walk it off it's a famous one. i heard that on the ball field way too many times yeah so um your episodes in with your um reading the fan, your your fan mail in the chamber of of comments section right um have you ever received a a a comment that literally saved someone's life or like email or they ask you you know your opinion and you gave them the, the right answer that they were looking for and it, and it literally saved their life um n- yeah one uh but i didn't email them mm. uh they were listening and something in the show and and i don't remember exactly what it was um i'm not sure they even told me but they were contemplating suicide that night and something in 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 the in the uh the episode uh probably in because uh what if people don't if if people don't listen, uh, then they don't know. At the at the end of each episode, I throw in a Bible verse and a final thought, which is usually a, a an inspirational, uplifting thought. At least I, I try to to find those. Right, right. Something I think it's some somewhere in that particular area at the very end of the episode, 
caught that person's heart and they emailed me the next day. Um, and pretty much the email just started with you saved my life last night and kind of, kind of told me what they were going through. And I won't go into it, um, mostly because I really don't remember too much. Um, uh, I was, I was just floored when I read it. Uh, I would never have thought that's kind of where, where I started getting the idea of this as a ministry. Sure. That when, when stuff like that started happening, um, and, and the responsibility of this, you know, was, was on my shoulders. Not, you're just not just, not just an entertainer anymore. Um, yeah, too bad, so sad. You know, you may not have signed up for this, but that's what you got now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I, I'm sorry, I lost my track, my train of thought as to where I was going with that. Um, they, uh, but they, they sent me the email, and oh, that's right, and I, and I don't, I don't really remember it all that much because it just floored me. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, that that a podcast about werewolves and ghosts and. <laughs> unexplained mysteries and yeah. you know disappearing people and sh- shadow people and all, all all that other crazy stuff sure most yeah. of which i don't even believe in <laughs> i just i just love telling the stories right but to, to imagine that a, a podcast like that would end up having such an impact on somebody's life that they would actually choose to live rather than die just after after hearing an episode it, it to this day it still floors me i still don't know that has to be a that had to be a god thing because i really don't understand how that happened but yes it did happen once wow. um, i've had a lot of people say that uh, that it's changed their lives in some way because they were able to go out and get they found those resources that i tell people about and they went to go take care of those or or they just like they just think the podcast itself is some way relaxing or whatever it gives them the juice they need for each day for some strange reason. Um, we all need different things, I guess. Um, so I've, I've had those kinds of emails of people thanking me for what I do, but when it, but yeah, I actually did get one, one email, somebody saying that, uh, that I saved their life, I guess, for lack of better words. Which so, is yeah. wild because, you know, I mean, and we've all seen the, you know, the, the pictures or the, the, the well the pictures yeah of people at concerts and they have their signs and it's like your your music saved my life Mm -hmm. um so to see like podcasting as as much as it has exploded uh within the last what would you say 10 years i think yeah yeah yeah, i mean it's it's been really big in the last five to seven yeah yeah. right yeah it's just it's exploded so now something that can be done in a you know in in a room with a with a microphone and a computer yeah could literally keep somebody we are exactly where where that would happen right yeah yeah i never thought of it that way but yeah um so many so so many musicians actually do have those stories right and they they're probably just as floored oh sure probably i don't understand i mean that song was personal to me when i wrote it i understand that but it's it's amazing that that would actually apply to you and have that big of an impact on your life um that's got to be humbling at least i would hope that would be humbling uh for them uh as well yeah i hadn't even thought about that aspect like i I guess everybody who's in the public public light in some way are going to have stories like that i'm sure there are football players that inspired little kids to you know to better their lives in some way right yeah so you guys obviously have a person you guys have a responsibility now too you have people who are who are listening to your podcast watching your youtube channel it is youtube right right yeah that's what i thought okay yeah so they're gonna see blake and james have you have you received 
Not those types of not, I haven't. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not, uh, but yeah. that, but that doesn't Give mean. It Give it time. But that doesn't mean that they're not listening and 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 receiving what we say. You know. Oh, absolutely. In fact, if in a in a genre like this, in in a, in a topic that you're that you guys talk about, if you have people watching YouTube and you're you're seeing views over there. That's because those people need to hear what you guys are saying. Oh yeah, yeah. This isn't this isn't something you just dial into on YouTube for entertainment purposes. Right. Then I need to kill a couple hours. Let's go. Well, let's go hear James and Blake talk about depression. That'll be fun. <laughs> no. No. So yeah, you're you're touching people's lives if they're listening and 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 watching what you guys are doing. So kudos to you. Thank you, man. Thank you for the encouragement there. Okay. I have a I have a question. I'm gonna skip back. James, uh, just a little bit up top. I didn't okay. realize it, but I, I skipped right over it. Um, do you, do you have like a go-to, uh, like, like we just mentioned, you know, there's, there's artists that have songs that they might've been personal to them. Do you have like a go-to song or go-to album or anything whenever you're just having one of those days where you just can't seem to pull yourself out of whatever funk it is that you're in? Um, <sighs> There's a there's a few that um, so many people are not going to know who these are because uh, um, I spent so much of my broadcast career in the last 30 years in Christian radio. So a lot of it's Christian music and people are right. going to say, who the heck are you talking about? <laughs> um, but uh, there was a band by the name of Idle Cure, um, I-D-L-E-C-U-R-E. And I'll just ask my my uh, Amazon uh, echo dot device to you know, I'm trying very hard not to say her name uh, <laughs> right. but uh, I'll, I'll ask the device yeah to to play idle cure yeah. and um, that that'll brighten me up quite a bit that that was during a time in my life when things were actually going well when I was um, when I had the upward slope of my life at that point and uh, my life was getting turned around. So there's a lot of good emotions and feelings that come with that particular music. Right. And that's the way it's going to be for, for most people. I mean, you're not, if I'm saying idle cure, you're not going to, hopefully you're not going to go find their music and say, okay, this is going to be the answer for me. It's going to make me happy. It doesn't work that way. Right. It's going to be your own personal stuff. But uh, yeah, that's, that's one thing that I'll throw in. Um, also Brian Duncan, um, who, another Christian artist, Right. Uh, he's got a he's got an album called Anonymous Confessions of a Lunatic Friend, which is a awesome uh, title for a for a for an right. album. And every song on there is just whacked out bizarre. Mm -hmm. He's just, he's just a wild man, and uh, it was just it's a, such a fun album that I'll throw that in and get going. So, but there, there's also the rock stuff that I that I grew up with in high school. I'll throw in Night Ranger or something like yeah. that, just because I <laughs> Dude, love it. Yeah. I love that the, the if it's got that that crunch to it. Right. Um, yeah, I, I love Night Ranger, um, and so I'll throw in their stuff. And that's that's another reason that I lost my voice. Though I kept trying kept trying to sing like them. <laughs> I got to be careful when I when I pick up. See, all of this music that I love is stuff that I should not be singing if I want to protect my voice. Right. Um, and of course that's the stuff yes. that I want to listen to. Right. Of course. He's metal, man. Yeah, it's just like everyone sang at such a high register and just, I know. Yeah. Oh, it's unreal. Listening to it now. I mean, and it hasn't changed that much. There's a lot of, a lot of bands, uh, especially in the, uh, the heavy music scene, which is, you know, something that me and James have been really involved with over the past few years. There's a lot of guys that are still trying to, hit that really high pitch and mm -hmm. I don't get it. I just like, I, I, I don't understand that part of it. 
it's not as popular nowadays either, is it? What's nowadays, that? it's it's more of the more of the uh, the baritone voice, like sure. uh, yeah. for lack of better words, like a Nickelback that right. that uh, not necessarily that that band, but you know about that range of, of vocals where there, there's a little bit of a grit to them, right. uh, but they're not the high pitched, you know, yeah. high tenors yeah. that that we uh that we loved from the 70s and early 80s right. yeah. like from, yeah. from warrant and foreigner and all those guys those guys could hit some notes right yeah yeah because uh, <laughs> we have bands like uh a disturbing guy smack and they, yeah. more bands are coming out with like they kind of like growl more you know bass tone mm-hmm. and then you got right. your right extreme growls as in kind of corpse and six feet under and all that yeah. other good stuff you know yeah uh, <laughs> I should probably now that I think about it, now that we're talking about this, I should probably go back into music now because now I've got the voice that would actually be be marketable. <laughs> wow. Death metal you in know. a world where one man. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. I can figure that out. I'm glad we were an inspiration for you. Yes, to, uh, get yeah. back into music there. <laughs> yeah, so be looking for my new single, Werewolf Girlfriend, coming very soon. There you go. <laughs> Next millions of dollars right there, just in that title alone, right? Uh, that's right. So. Oh, so as we mentioned before in the introduction, um, you're a you're a professional voice artist with mm-hmm. many audiobooks that you've recorded. Um, have you ever thought about um, writing your own stories? No. no, no, I'm not a writer. Um, I I would lo- I really admire people who can write. Uh, it's just not my forte. Right. Um, I was doing good trying to write songs when I was trying to do that. <laughs> trying to write a book or, uh, and I don't have really any stories to to, to share. Uh. I really don't have those paranormal experiences. So for my podcast, I wouldn't be writing for, cause I really don't, I don't, I don't know what I would write about. Right. Um, I it's, it's sad to say it now. Suddenly I'm going to get depressed now talking about it, uh, no, um, no, no, no. but Not I here. just, I've had no life. I have, I, I got into radio uh, in 1990. And when I'm, when I'm doing something, it's like, I pour all of myself into that and I have no other life outside of it. Right. So when I started doing radio, that's all I was doing. I was in the production room, putting together commercials and, and trying to figure out different ways to do different voices and stuff like that. And it's just never stopped. So I, I really don't have anything that people would be able to relate to, I think, in order to write a book. But uh, I have considered taking the stories that people send me and putting them into a book. I've, oh. I've thought maybe about possibly doing that someday. Yeah. Um, but that's about as far as I... And, and I have permission to do that. The website you know get if you send it in the website make sure to say hey is it okay if we do that you know in the future yeah, okay. and i put that in there just on the off chance that i do it but uh i'm so stinking busy i don't even know why i'd even try right now yeah <laughs> yeah because I, I i i was like okay so you do you do you do podcasting you do voiceovers you do uh everything else how how do you sleep i mean do you sleep well <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, there's something else with the depression. I need 12 hours of sleep every day. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, have, yeah you that, ever, have you ever just like took a whole day off and just tried to sleep all day long and try to kiss upon it? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, those those that, are needed, you know. Yeah. Every every week, I have to take at least one day, and it's just a we call it like a brain shut off day, yeah. and. Um, it's usually on, it's usually Saturdays that I'll just sleep in as late as I want. I'll, I'll wander into the family room and watch Stargate, um, SG one or, um, 
or yeah. some something that I've seen a million times, but I, I love the show and I'll just continue to watch it over and over right. because it doesn't require any thought. Right. I just right. want to shut my mind off. Uh, the, the phone is, is on do not disturb. Um, I'll sit there and maybe have, have some uh, pizza and, you know, and, uh, and a Coke or something. And in fact, um, Robin and I, we don't have kids. Uh, we decided that that wasn't the direction we wanted to go because we're both so selfish and with our time, uh, she wants to have alone time. I want to have alone time. So usually on Saturdays when I'm shutting my brain off, we, we don't even see each other. She's, <laughs> she goes to the basement and starts playing on her own computer and, you know, blaring music down there. And I, I just have to, turn everything off for the entire day. I, I, I engage, you know, later in the evening and the next day and I'm, and I'm fine again, but sure. um, yeah, as busy as I am and as many brain cells as I burn throughout the week, I think I need uh, that one day of rejuvenation and Sunday's usually a light day. You know, we can do our church and stuff like that. And then I'll slowly get back into the groove of getting back into the work week. Mm. But, but yeah, sleep is, is something that does come, that I right at the at this precise moment I need about twelve hours a night. Yeah, like, wow! Because you sound yeah. like me, dude. Because um, because I watch movies and TV shows over and over and over again. Because I know mm-hmm. what's happen. And, and like you said, it's, it's not you don't have to think about it that much. You know, you can just right. watch, you can just watch it with the ease of your you know of your day. You know. Yeah, I'm so busy. I, there are there are movies in my queue for Netflix and Amazon Prime. All these other there are things that I want to watch someday but i'm too busy to watch them right. so so you would say well then take saturday that's your day to watch them Speaking no truth, that's yeah. my day to turn my mind off so i don't right. have to pay attention yeah yeah so Absolutely. yeah i've got to, yeah i have no idea what the storyline is for godzilla versus kong i don't know who's gonna win don't yeah no spoilers no that one was one i knew was going to be brainless right from the get-go so i went ahead and put that one on i, I knew there would be no brain cells watching that one <laughs> Well, it, well, it's oh. funny that you mentioned HBO Max because tomorrow is going to be okay. um, the first Mortal Kombat they officially oh, released. Yeah. Oh. So. Are you guys gamers? Yeah, very much so. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's not my that's not my my bag. I, yeah. I mean, people ask me, "Hey, are you on Twitch?" No. No. no I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I sometimes get a twitch in my eye, and usually it's just because I'm tired. But that's that's about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I know gaming is such a big thing. Gamers are doing their own podcasts. Yeah. Now. It is, it's just, it is. it's insane. People are, I, I didn't understand when they started, when they went to YouTube, uh, when they first started doing that and they started playing the games on YouTube and you were watching somebody playing a game. Right. I thought that was the stupidest thing ever. Why you could be playing the game yourself? Why are you watching somebody playing? You can't even interact with that person. Right. And yet, it was huge, and, right. and now Twitch is a big thing, and and everybody's. I, I I guess I'm just too old. I just don't. I don't get the gaming thing. Well, see, for me, I, for me, watching other people play is more more like a relaxing environment. You know, you're you're totally. Not that's the turning the brain cells off because you've been there before. You've yeah. seen it numerous times. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I could, yeah, I could, I could, I could, I guess I could see that. Yeah. yeah. And I know some people would probably do it for educational purposes. They'll watch somebody and try to figure out, oh, so that's how they got past this particular yeah, exactly. level or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I can understand that. I, I can understand that that aspect of it. But just right. sitting back and just watching the, the videos all day long, I could, I could never do that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Uh, you just, same, the- same here with with me. People have asked me, hey, are you going to go on tour? Are you, are you going to go and go to some city and, and do the podcast live? Oh, that would be fun. 
<laughs> why would you why would you come out and see a guy reading from a script like here i am in front of a microphone and then she came into the room and saw the cat who was inside out and she <laughs> why why would you go to somebody and and, and uh, pay money in, in most cases to watch somebody on stage just sitting in a chair with a microphone in front of them read from a script and people want that because they I'll, then they would say it's Darren. Yeah. It's you know what? It's still me when you're listening to the podcast too. <laughs> well, I, no, I think I'm doing well enough just to do the live screen once a year on Halloween, doing the right. doing the live video. Um, that that's uh, enough for me. And, and even then, I still don't understand why people tune in. I still don't get. It. <laughs> well, see, for me, it I, doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> well, see, for me, I like to take it the bigger picture. You know, they they, they want to they want to meet you live. They want to shake your hand and tell you, "Oh my God, your yeah. your podcast Interact. saved my life for the better." You know. Well, I, I can go and do that, and I don't have to have to tell any stories. I guess, <laughs> hey, I'm going to be at the corner of Main and and Second next <laughs> well, week. Yeah. Come on, come on over and tell me how much you love me. That's right. true. That's true. <clears throat> Never thought about it that way. So yeah, <laughs> good That's deal. Good deal. I think that'd be the end of my career if I actually started promoting that. That would. <laughs> I'm, be, I'm sure I get a lot of angry tweets out there about that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't think so. <laughs> Back to something, back to something music related. Uh, I know that you, so you've got episodes that are coming out daily. Um, and so please forgive me if you've already told this story on Weird Darkness at some point, but do you recall the story of the the man that built a guitar out of his uncle's skeleton? Bones? No. Or okay. are you aware of it? I, that's, that's a new one. Excuse me. I don't think I've ever even heard of that one. Yeah. So there was, there was a, there's a story of a man. I believe it was, if I'm remembering the, the, the article correctly, um, the guy's uncle died in like the nineties in Greece. And apparently in Greece, they don't do, they don't do a lot of cremations over there. Like they, this guy like acquired some land or something like that. And to where his his uncle's uh, bones were buried on this land, so he just kind of like he inherited it, and it's it's he skeleton turned the skeleton guitar. into a guitar, a fully functioning, and it works, and it we works, yeah. yeah, It it is the most <clears throat> unreal thing, and honestly, the most heavy metal thing I've ever heard. I bet, but <laughs> yeah, but the and most I, disturbing thing you'll ever see. I mean, and also very disturbing, yeah. right? Well, I'm going to, when we're done here, I'm going to look that up and, and uh, see what you're talking about. Because if there's a story behind that, then that might actually be good for the podcast. It would be, it would be yeah. interesting. And I remember you did an episode, uh, it was a music themed episode, I believe a few months ago. And you told a lot of stories of, you know, behind uh, bands that maybe had like paranormal encounters or things like that, or even surrounded like murders or, or, or what have you. So right. I was listening for it because I was like, I wonder if he's going to talk about the skeleton uh, guitar and I didn't hear it. And I was like, he had to have talked about that at some point. I, I know it. So yeah, I, that's, yeah. a, that's a whole new one on me. Oh man. So you're, 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 uh, you're, you're skilling me. I appreciate it. <laughs> <clears throat> Forward to that episode. If you ever do it, uh, that'll be, that'll be really cool. Um, I've, uh, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. So that when I heard it, when I first heard about the story, I was like, Oh, that's gotta be a weird darkness episode. If yeah. It's not, now, there are a lot of stories that I've told that I just don't remember because I've been doing this for oh, five years. And, you know, each episode uh, has an average of like four stories. So, right. yeah, it 
but something that unique, I'm I'm sure I would remember. Oh yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what? I got some pictures up here. If if you want to see them right now, I can show you them. Oh yeah, James. Oh yeah, I'd love to. If you, a, if you got a picture of it. Yeah, totally. Because this is going to be amazing for you to. <laughs> this is great for our it's YouTube this, channel. Too. Yeah, it's this guy right here. That's his, that's his uncle Bones. Oh my gosh! It's just yeah. it's unreal. And they're real bones. They are real, one hundred percent bone from his uncle. Yeah. So he's using his uncle's rib cage and, and his spinal hip. column and, and pelvis. Hip. Right, and his hips. Uh, you try to get you a better picture though. They said Elvis the pelvis back when he was when he was uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, but they when he was controversial. They had no idea this was coming. Oh yeah. yeah. Wait, isn't that crazy though? Here. Yeah, because it's it's just out of the world. I've never even heard of it before. Um, <laughs> he said that he wants him, he he wants his uncle to be like keep on rocking in the I don't know. I mean, just out for the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. What, does that's, that become a family heirloom at that point? What oh, happens to yeah, it when maybe when you when you retire or when you pass away? I mean, where does that go? But see, it's it's in Greece, so I think they have like the you hang it up on your, your <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, what you do. Yeah, so it's it's crazy, dude. You should really <laughs> if you that. want a haunted house, that's how you get a haunted house, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 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 if the uncle like 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 poison and ran and Molly crew and it's old like eighties metal bands. Yeah. And I guess he just brought you know because I guess his well, his uncle said you know what I wouldn't be a I wouldn't be a guitar when I die or something you know because mm. who would they think of who it's would, an odd last wish too yeah it's yeah. kind of, it's yeah. kind of weird yeah. yeah but yeah but um but uh, Lemmy from uh, Motorhead had his ashes in in built with with like gun gun bullets. Oh yeah, so, you know, so that I, 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 I don't get it. I don't get it, man. <laughs> and you say it sounds good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's a fully functioning, working guitar. Yeah, I can understand that it would work. I just mm. <laughs> yeah. you look at that, you wouldn't think well, it's going to sound all that great. But it, it'll sound good if you're a good player. Let me put it. You it's a, yeah, <laughs> perfect for death metal. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, that's the that's the most appropriate genre. Yeah. Huh. So, um. Uh, so, uh, being a dealing with your podcast, um, do you have any uh, favorite episodes, or is one like extremely special to you in some kind of form? I get this question a lot, and it's it's a difficult question to answer um, because I'm I'm very much in even to myself. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. just I, I I always want to do better on the next podcast, and then I want to do better on the next one. Mm-hmm. But there is a couple that are special to me mm-hmm. um one is is actually you had mentioned that i'm an it's an award-winning podcast and yeah. i won an award for my rendition of edgar Allan poles the t- uh, edgar pole edgar Allan poe's oh, the telltale hi. heart yeah. um i did that uh, i it's something that i'd always wanted to record and i just never got around to doing it so i decided one day to to do it and there was some contest going on for fictional uh podcast storytellers i think i'll just throw it in to see what happens and uh ended up becoming i didn't win but i but i came close it was like a runner-up or something along those lines so that made me feel pretty good um and that was just that's been pretty popular since then but the one that probably means the most to me is is uh the episode called the last step and um i i created it probably three years ago um 
I, I, uh, I got news that my dad was in the hospital. Um, he's fine now, fortunately, but we almost lost him. In fact, we did lose him for a couple of minutes. Um, but so I, I had to run to Texas and while I was in Texas, I knew I still needed to work. Uh, I was working for a radio station at the time too. It wasn't just a podcast that I needed to keep up with because I knew people would understand if I didn't, you know, post at that point, but I had other things that I had to take care of. So I brought my equipment with me and there was a story that my dad wrote when he was in college called the last step. And he shared it with me back when I was in junior high or whatever. And the story has always stuck with me. I always thought it was just a great story. It would make a great, um, it wouldn't necessarily be a great movie because it was a short story. There really wasn't much to it, but you, it's, it was a movie in my head. I was picturing every little scene that was happening and, and, and the, the emotions that with, went with it. And, um, and so um, my dad had shared that with me. Uh, like in paper, he actually handed me the actual uh, college paper that he had turned in, which he got like a, a C plus on. <laughs> the, 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 the teacher actually said, you're a bit morbid. Oh, um, I just, oh, I love oh, this. You wrote it right there on the front page. Morbid, like, yeah. That's probably why I liked it. <laughs> um, but uh, while he was in, in the hospital, we, we would, we weren't allowed to go in. Um, they, they, he was in a, they put him into a coma and I guess in this particular type of coma, um, with his health conditions, they didn't want us even talking to him in the coma or in the same room, because apparently that could even trigger some sort of thing in his brain to, I, I don't, I don't remember all I remember. Cause I was going to read to him or something, you know, right. just because I hear people can, sometimes here if they're in a coma they said no you can't you can't be in here at all so i went back to the house their house where we were staying while he was in the hospital and i decided well i'm gonna i'm just gonna tell everybody what's going on in the podcast and then i'll tell them the last step and that became um my favorite it's not it's nowhere near um popular when it comes to everybody's listening to it or anything, but because of, but because of the personal aspect of it, yeah. uh, it meant a lot to me. And, uh, and that was also one of those times because I was open in the podcast mm. and telling people what was going on. That's when some other people said, Hey, how you doing? What's going right. on? You know, that, that kind of people, people cared. Yeah. So, but my dad came out of it, uh, just fine. Um, yes. and, uh, we still have him, Yeah, but, when I'm doing archive episodes now, um, I, I bring back uh, old old episodes on the weekends for my weekend archives, and a couple of times now I've been able to bring the last step back, and it just kind of reminds me of how precious life is. Yeah, that we almost lost my dad. We thought we were going to lose him. We, I mean, we had to. Uh, he was in Dallas, Texas, and we're we're up here in Chicagoland, and we bolted down there as fast as possible, thinking that was my last opportunity to see my dad. Right. And so every time that episode comes back up, uh, it, I will not, uh, I will delete old episodes because I've used them two or three times in the archives, but not this one. Oh. This one will always be there yeah. and I will, I'll, I'll always bring it back just because it means so, so much to me. And one of these days, my dad is going to be taken home and it's yeah. still going to mean so much to me because he was such a huge influence on my life in some of the things that I love. Um, he uh he was he was the one that uh loved taking us out on halloween um i you know uh, i remember this has nothing to do with that particular episode but just memories of my dad well i think i think this is part of why i i like the, the creepy stuff mm -hmm. my birthday is november 1st so it's the day after halloween yeah. 
So every time we celebrated my birthday, there was always creepy stuff up all over the place. But I remember my dad, um, one year we were going trick-or-treating. I was dressed as Mickey Mouse because I have no idea why. I would never choose that as a costume. Uh, not nowadays, but back then, uh, down in, in, a, in the bottom of the street, there was a, a house that had all the lights going on and the, and the music, and they were really scary. And they had a guy that was running back and forth in the, in the front yard. I think he was trying to pretend to be a werewolf or something. And I was scared to death. I would not go to that house. I would not walk up there. And my dad said, you know what? They're just, they're just guys. They're, they're going to be fine. I don't know how he did it. Um, either either the, the the neighbors who were living there just understood naturally how they should react, or my dad told them. But I went. But uh, he told me go up there and just you know scare them. I'm in a Mickey Mouse costume. You know it's not gonna it's not the most scary thing in the world. But I walked up the door. I rang the doorbell. I went. And they legitimately acted scared. The uh, the werewolf uh, or whatever he was, I don't even remember what character he was, but he just screamed and ran like like he was peeing his pants. Oh, no. It was uh, it was the and, and I that rem- I remember that now that my dad he embraced that that dark stuff and everything else. And he's have fun with it, Darren. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I think ever ever since then, I've, I've just I've I've loved doing this kind of stuff. So yeah, my my dad uh, my dad and I we uh we're, we're really we're really close obviously so yeah, that's back to the last step that's going to be oh you asked for the favorite that's a long way around to, to hey. say yes that's the last yes. yeah that's the one that that means the most to me now i remember a few years ago um i don't recall listening to the last uh the last step but i do remember a few years ago you were posting videos uh, or not videos you were posting episodes explaining that there was something going on with your dad where he was seeing things like yeah. arms. It, it, has that come back up? Is he still, is he doing better with that? Uh, yes. Um, I had completely forgotten about that. Wow. Uh, it was, it was yeah, there was, there was a few weeks um, because people wanted to know they, um, what I, I don't remember why I mentioned it to begin with, but I did. And people wanted m- more information. He was seeing, apparently he was seeing bugs coming out of his arms mm-hmm. um but they weren't really they weren't normal bugs they were they would come out and they were black mm-hmm. and then they when they came out and they would take flight and they turn white and then they disappear wow. and and after a while um he was the only one that could see the bugs coming out you could see the spots on his arm you could see that something was going on there right. but um he would try to pick at him and he was oh i got him i got him open up his finger and it's not there. Oh wow. And so they ended up going to a doctor and the doctor said, I, this isn't possible. This isn't what's going on. Right. Turns out this is what we think what was happening. Um, but there, but there are some, there, there are some qualifying statements to it, but, I'll, but what we think was happening is he was in the early stages of Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. And if you have Parkinson's, uh, you can have hallucinations from some of the drugs that you take. This one of the side effects is is hallucinations. Right. Because um, my dad, he would uh, let's see if I can get this in camera. My dad would uh, in his hand, he would he would feel like there was something in his hand, so he'd go like this and he'd try right. to push it down like that. Keep it down. Yeah. He said, "Okay, all right. Do you see it? You see the legs? Mm. No, Dad." 
I don't see the leg. It's it's right it's right there. You you can't see the legs. You can't see the legs there. No, Dad, I can't. And uh, so that's what we thought. Maybe he was st- starting to hallucinate. And uh, it 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 uh, you had to, you had to pretty much tell him that every day that he had start all over again, saying, "Dad, it's a hallucination. It's not really there." Um, he actually started seeing people um, in 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 and around him, which is not totally unusual for I, I hope my family isn't watching this um because they don't like us talking about it but it's not totally unusual for him to see that he he is actually i ha- i don't but he has had this relationship with the paranormal i guess for lack of better words he, he's 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 had it uh encounters and so when when he started seeing those people we started thinking okay well maybe it's the maybe it's him having his paranormal maybe it's the parkinson's uh the reason that i say that there's some stipulation on that is because his wife when he was digging him out of his hands out of out of his arms get um with the bugs and they would disappear she saw them so that it's not it can't just be him hallucinating unless she's unless she's doing it too and i know mass hysteria is something but she's not the type of person that would fall into that she's right. very matter of fact she's been in she in fact she's worked in in the medical field all her life so mm-hmm. we don't know how that part came into it but um it but it just stopped one day um so yeah uh, in answer to your question did it ever resolve itself it did only in the fact that it just stopped happening we never did get a straight answer as to what exactly it was causing it and as for the bumps and everything it could have been him just with his fingernails trying to dig them out and of course he's going to leave bumps so there was you could have argued it either way um so but it it doesn't happen anymore they they adjusted his meds and he he seems fine now but he does once in a while still see i guess like a better words ghosts when he was in when he was in the hospital he he tells me he really did see the grim reaper the grim reaper i said did he look exactly like what like what he looks like you know everywhere and he said well sort of i mean he he had his head down and so it was almost as if the like there was just a complete nothingness mm-hmm. where his face was um but the the hooded the hood the robe um the cloak i guess or whatever you want to call it he said it, it did have that feel he doesn't remember seeing a scythe but he remembers the entity being there and he felt it was death but it wasn't negative in any way it was just like i'm here to escort you and that was that was it. But uh, apparently he apparently he got a rain check on that. Mm-hmm. So, so but yeah, it's it's weird. My dad's seen some some weird things. Um, this is not a paranormal uh, paranormal podcast. I, I don't know why I'm telling all you this stuff. Let's go back to what you guys talk about. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I love it. Like I I can't speak for James, but I have been into the paranormal. I've been into true crime, horror, whatever, uh, ever since I was a kid. Uh-huh. Just funny because, well, I say as a kid, um, making this music related, the thriller music video, Michael oh, Jackson's Thriller, oh god, oh, yeah. the crap out of me as yes, a child. Yes, sir. Yep. The uh, the Backstreet Boys music video for everybody, uh, Backstreet's back. That scared the crap out of me <laughs> as a kid. And then, so to to think that I've evolved from someone who was scared to watch a music video uh, to someone who really enjoys this kind of stuff now is right. it, it's interesting. 
But, you know, one of the things that attracted me to Weird Darkness was this, you know, not only the great storytelling and the like the background music, I think is great. It's very well polished. Everything you're great. You. Your voice is great. And it's just it's it's pleasing to listen to. Um, and but just tying it in with like you're also a believer. I'm also a believer and got a lot of crap for enjoying this type of stuff over the years. I get it. Uh, I get it. Right. Yeah. Regularly. Yeah. Right. It's, it, but it's, it's nice that there are other people out there who enjoy the same type of thing and don't really feel conviction, I guess is the best way to put it. Like I, I don't feel conviction for enjoying stories about aliens or, mm-hmm. um, you know, ghosts or anything like that. I think it's, I think it's interesting. It's fascinating um, stuff. It is. Even if you don't believe in it, I just think right. it's fascinating. Right. Exactly. But but yeah, you're right. Um, I had to be very careful. Like I said, I was in Christian radio for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Still am, actually. There's a station that I, that I work for in Chicago that is a Christian station. But they're totally cool with what I do. Sure. But I, before, I, I, the, some of the owners of the other stations that I've worked for, they had, they, if, if they were to find out that I was doing Weird Darkness, I would have lost my job. Oh yeah, yeah probably. They, they they're saying there's no way you can't be playing with that stuff, you know. But yeah. I didn't have the, as you said, the conviction. I I was not convicted against it. Some people are, and probably should be. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's the same thing as people who who uh, maybe want to smoke marijuana or who want to drink. Mm-hmm. Some people can handle it. Some people can't. Right. And that's that's going to be an individual choice. Right. So for me personally, even telling the stories about all of this stuff, which granted, some of it is pretty evil. Mm. Um, Telling the stories is one thing. I'm not endorsing it at all. And I, I avoid stories of here's how you, here's how you uh, cast a spell in order to conjure the demon such and such. No, I'm not going that far. You know, I'm I'm not, this is not an educational show when it comes to a how, this is not a how to podcast. Right. Um, So there are, there are lines that I'll draw, but I don't feel convicted about talking about that stuff. And I just, I just find it interesting. And in fact, I think it's probably a good idea that we know that some of that stuff is out there. It keeps life in perspective. Uh, And it's stuff that you probably should keep an eye out for Mm -hmm. that's because you don't want to be pulled in by it. So in, in some ways, I guess it could be educational, but yeah, it's, it's weird being believers like, like you and I are, and people are going to give us a hard time that we're not supposed to like this stuff. Right. Yeah, how can you watch horror movies? That's that's just so non-Christian. Because they're so funny. Because right, my, yeah. my mom and my mom will tell you she she is not very tech savvy at all. Um, but my mom has always enjoyed uh, horror movies, and it's mm-hmm. so funny because she's just very she's a you know very sweet devout Christian woman, and she can tell you everything about Jason Voorhees that you want to know. Yes. <laughs> I love it's, your mom, dude. Your mom's great. Your mom yeah. must be awesome. Yeah. And it, yeah. and it is it's so great. funny, but she's not. So like I said, she's not tech savvy, but whenever I was young, whenever my sisters um, were, you know, middle school, teenage years or whatever, and these movies are coming out, she was able to figure out a way to record uh, on TV. She was able to record them on a VHS tape and somehow figure out a way to edit out uh, all the like real, either really brutal stuff or like sex scenes or things like that. She was able to, to 
get those things edited out so that we could watch them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What's yeah. left for all the, you're watching a Friday the 13th film. Yeah. Right. If she if she removes all of the blood and the violence, and what's left? You got the intro and outro credits. That's about it, right? <laughs> I, and I don't I don't. Know and you wondered why are these movies only three minutes long? Yeah, yeah, thank <laughs> you, mom. Right? <laughs> yeah, she she's probably responsible for why I'm I'm into that's awesome that I'm into. But um, but at the, at the same time, you know, being a very you know devout Christian woman, and she and now she has her moments. There's some things where she's like, I don't know, I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to watch that mm-hmm. um, but uh it, you know her leading by example i guess is the best way for me to put it um, yeah and uh showing me that you can and then uh it's okay to enjoy this this kind of stuff too and then uh, of course weird darkness has been a big um a uh, big part of that as well so um yeah. i'm with your mom there are a couple of things that i can't watch um yeah. the exorcist is one after i've, I've yeah. done it once that's that's enough for me yeah, yeah. There are certain scenes in there that I just do not need in my head ever again. <clears throat> oh yeah. And another one, and I don't know why it bothered me so much, but the devil's advocate with uh, Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino. Yes. yes. Um, I don't know why it bothered me so much, but I felt like I needed to take a shower in holy water mm-hmm. after, after watching sure. it. And so mm-hmm. those are, those are two films that I just will not watch right. ever again. Every, everything else seems to be, uh, be okay so far. Mm-hmm. Then again, I'm not a real big horror fan anyway. I love telling the stories. I'm not, I'm not really much into consuming them. Yeah. So the, the, the movies and stuff like that, especially the slasher stuff, like, like the Friday, the 13th, it just doesn't yeah. appeal to me. Mm. Give me a, give me a, 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 a taut thriller. Mm. Uh, and yeah, then, then I'm in, I'm in sure. on it. Give me an Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's more my wife's speed. She, yeah. she loves some Alfred Hitchcock uh, or, uh, or any type of thriller. Suspense stuff. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. She, she really enjoys those. So that's usually what our Halloween movies are. Um, but, uh, so what, you know, if you had someone that came to you and, you know, they recently discovered that they are suffering from depression, um, whether it be a mild or a severe case, what is, what is something that you would say to them? Um, being someone who I, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to call you an expert on, on depression. Cause you, you have okay. so many resources available and you know, yeah. you know what you're talking about. Like it, it, there, there's no doubt about it. So, um, well, I think the first thing on the list I would tell them is that they need to be listening to when words fail, music speaks. <laughs> um, yeah. so we'll make sure you know, if you're you need to need to make sure that Blake and James are always in your ears. Well, thank you. Um, thank you very much. Even though I've never listened to your show before today. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh come on, dude. No, that's but I will. Okay. I will yeah, be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you guys reached out to me. I didn't know that you guys were out there. So it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to be going to your YouTube channel. I, wanna, I wanted to uh, see what you guys are up to. But, oh, well, thank, yes, you. Thank, um, you. thank you a lot. Appreciate it. Um, well, it, it might be something that I can actually tell people on the podcast to say, hey, you know what? You know, these guys gave me, you know, gave me some time on their show. You ought to give it a, give it a watch and you might want to subscribe. Uh-huh. You know, so that actually. Uh, but anyway, uh, if somebody were, were to approach me and say, hey, I think I am depressed. Um, number one, if you think you are, then you probably are. Um, I, I don't. Yeah. If I don't think there's ever any doubt, you know, that you are depressed. If you've come to the point that you're even asking about it. Uh, there are those online things that I, that I do have on my hope in the darkness page, you know, weirddarkness.com that I would probably try to plug them into, mm. but 
the biggest thing that helped me was going to the doctor. Yeah. Um, even if the doctor really can't help you, they can point you somewhere that probably can. Um, you say that I'm an expert. I'm an expert only in my depression. Yeah. I'm not an expert in yours. Um, and we all are going to be different. Um, we're going to have different causes for it. Um, we're going to have different ways that we respond to it. But a doctor can walk you through uh, some of your options. And uh, it, it may or may not be uh, meds. It might be some type of therapy. Uh, and, and you don't have to. And just because you have depression doesn't mean that you're going to be on meds. So if you're against meds, then don't let doctor because there are other things that that, that can be done. Yeah. Um, it's just for me personally, that's what worked. But but I do recommend going to the doctor. Um, it also that also forces you to start talking about it. Yeah. Um, even if fortunately you have you know doctor patient confidentiality yeah. uh, there, so they're not going to tell anybody. So they're a safe person to talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you start getting into the habit of talking about it, you're going to find that there are others around you that probably deal deal with it as well a lot more than you think um, because they're not talking about it either and in 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 the process you might actually be helping them as well because you're giving them somebody to talk to right so if somebody were to walk up to me and say i think this is what i'm dealing with doc doctor first Mm -hmm. but at the same time reach out and and uh speak with others who are dealing with it too but make sure you get a doctor's appointment that's why i asked you Blake, yeah. whether or not you'd actually been, because that, I just think it's, I think it's Im- important. Um, you're, you're not to the point that it's, that it's um, impeding on your life, which is great. Yeah. So if it was, then I would be, I'd be insistent at that yeah. point. Right. Well, yeah. Well, thank you so much for the shout out. Cause, um, cause <laughs> when, when Blake and I started this podcast, we just want everybody not, not to feel like we do when we are depressed, you know. I mean, if if you just sit, sit, sit through one of our shows, just for like an hour or however long our our mm-hmm. intro is, that's great. We're you know we're so glad to help, you know. But like you said before, me and Blake, you are not actual trained doctors. We're not, you know, we yeah. we're not right. So we have no idea what that individual needs. So uh, yeah, so I thought you 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 hit it right on the nose when you said go see a doctor first. Yeah, I, I wish it was so easy just to say, hey, oh, yeah, here's yeah. what you need to do. Go do this one thing, and that's going to be your answer. Yeah. It would be so great. If yes. that was, I wouldn't have to worry about it, about telling people about it on the podcast. They just sure. they, yeah, click click the button on the website, and that'll solve your problem. Right. Um, if it was that easy. But right. yeah, I, I think that's that's another reason that uh, people don't get help is because we're all affected differently, and um, it could be caused by different things. And one solution isn't going to work for one person when it does work for another. Um, it's it's too complicated to, to take care of by yourself. You actually, you have to have other people to help you out through it. Right. Yeah. So, um, your show has grown into more than just a podcast because it's, it's, it's really, really well, well thought out and, and, uh, and published. Uh, uh, because, because we see it as a community, uh, where would you like to see weird darkness go from here? Um, actually I'm working on it right now. Uh, there, I am in talks with a, uh, and I don't know if it's going to happen or not. And I'm trying to keep the attitude it's, and it's, it's, it's the final thought that I had the other day on the podcast, actually, 
um, if, uh, if you're, if you're to the point where you, where you care or don't care if it happens, like if you don't care if it happens or not, that's a powerful place to be. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm trying to get, to get myself onto, but I'm talking to a radio syndicator and, uh, there's a possibility that if I was to be picked up, that I would like start with maybe like 30 radio stations that would be airing weird darkness and kind of go from there being, being a radio guy for as long as I've long as i have been that's something that's always in the back of your mind going and saying like wouldn't it be cool if sure. <laughs> and yeah. uh and i've tried it a couple of times in the past with with uh the darren marler radio show and stuff like that um we're the the daily dose of weird news was syndicated for a short while but that's just something i pre-recorded and sent out and it was like three minutes long um weird darkness though would be a completely different animal oh, yeah. um because it'd be a it'd be a full it'd be a two-hour show right and um and I, it, it, again, back to the responsibility, I would be telling people during the show, not just the stories, but also there's help for your depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's where you can go. Um, and I'll also be able to do my, my fundraisers. Like when I do uh, like twice a year, I do for food for the poor. Right. Um, and I, I raise money for that. And I'd be able to do that on the radio as, oh, as right. well. And I, it's a, it's cool that it'd be on the radio. But it's also good. It'd also be a lot more work. So I'm still kind of debating whether or not I want it to happen. And I'm just trying to keep that I don't care if it happens attitude, but who knows? Um, like like you started off with, people have compared the show to Art Bell and some other things, yeah. which um, he's the godfather of late nights. There's no you can't no one's going to be Art Bell ever again. Right. Right. Yeah. But um, but to just to even have just even just to be you know compared to that and the the radio guys that I've talked to, um, they think it's it's time um for something like what i'm doing they, they think it's a good time for for it to be picked up by a by a syndicator they've listened to it they really like what they're hearing and um they're actually sending me uh, a pitch this week um as to you know here's what it, here's what it would take financially in order to make it happen uh because there would there would be money coming out of my pocket in order to to get onto the network right and then hopefully the, hopefully in, in response people would start listening to the podcast if they hear the radio show and sure. maybe that would help bring the income to kind of pay it off so it would be a, it'd be a huge uh huge financial investment if i do it mm-hmm. um i might be relying on my patreon uh members a little, a little bit more than than uh than i uh currently uh but that that's what i'd like to see yeah. um I, i'd like to i'd like to see just that many more people listening more than anything else uh, i wouldn't change my life right now if I could, I, I absolutely love, uh, not only what I do, but where I do it. I mean, I'm in, yes. my, I'm in my house. Um, if, if I get too big, I don't want to have to have to leave my house and go do it elsewhere. Right. Um, right. so, and, and I don't think it's going to be a live show. It could be a live show uh, on the radio. If I, if, if we worked it out that way, um, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know more people listening, more people getting help with the depression is is something that i'd really like to see i'd like i'd like the conversation to be more open and be a lot more common um and that's what i'm that's what i hope to do hoping to do that's why that's why i do the hope in the darkness campaign each each year too you know in the month of october that's my that's our uh anniversary month we we uh, launched in october of 2015 Mm -hmm. and so i just kind of use that as an opportunity to to raise money and awareness for uh for depression as well as the podcast So, and raise funds. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so, you know, if, if someone has been listening to this 
current episode of our show and uh, maybe they've never heard of Weird Darkness before um, and they are now considering themselves weirdos or do you have any special events coming up for the weirdos uh do you have any watch parties? Uh, when is this airing when when are when are we going to be on youtube um probably next <laughs> next wednesday yeah yeah, okay. yeah probably, all right yeah uh, in in that case we have a weirdo watch party coming up may 1st um nice. which are those are always fun uh you just go to the website and we're watching a b horror movie with a horror host Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, however, it's not a B horror movie. Usually they're, they're the worst things ever. Right. Um, right. and they, yeah. and they're just so bad that they're fun, which is why, why, why we do them. And we were in the chat room talking back and forth, making dissing the actors and the sound design and all that other stuff. But this time we're actually watching, um, the 1922 Nosferatu. Yeah. Uh, so, right. uh, th- it's actually a, a true classic that we'll be doing this time, but that's going to be, uh, 9 PM uh hold on a second um let me double check here real quick but uh let's see i'm gonna you you go to the weirdo watch party page Mm -hmm. at weirddarkness.com and 9 p.m central time okay on on saturday may 1st that's what it's gonna be okay uh so yeah that'll be a couple hours of just of fun because we'll still have the horror host yeah Uh, right uh, Drac and Countess Carita are going to be be doing that. Um, you can listen to they're actually the radio show uh, actually does already exist, but it's only on a couple of streaming stations. If they want to go check that out, uh, they just go to the calendar page mm-hmm. uh, on the website, and you can see in the weekends where where it uh, when it airs, and just click the links in there. You can listen to the radio show as it airs. Um, doing that, I don't know if if there's anything major coming up. Uh, I don't have anything planned. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to do a halfway to Halloween live oh, screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been fun. And I, I just did not get around to planning that in time, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe well, when is halfway to Halloween? Technically. Do you know? You guys know? It's in October. So it's gotta be July. Maybe. Yes. Maybe no. summer, January, February, yes. March. It would have been April thirtieth. April thirtieth would be six months. Okay. So that's a, that's a tricky one too because it's uh yeah thirtieth versus the thirty first. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not thinking yeah. about the actual days. You know. I'm not. I'm not thinking right. like there's only twenty eight days in February. So you got to minus, minus those for next month. No. I'm not. I'm just thinking months. So I, th- I think the. I think. Uh, well, I guess May first would actually be like be your halfway to Halloween event. There you go. Okay. Uh, man, no, I actually have to go work. You have to put something <laughs> together. Dang, <laughs> it. Uh, I'm so sorry. I did this interview with you guys now. <laughs> oh, darn. I do have a, a, like, like a music question about horror music. Oh, well, well, for okay. Mr. Darren, um, uh, Lake and I favorite band of all time is the Misfits, right? Okay. So you have the Misfits, Calvary's, and all these other horror rock bands or punk bands. Um, who do you gravitate towards when you want to listen to some Halloween music for fun? Uh, or I don't. Or do you have I, I don't. Uh, uh, I, I've never really gotten into into that type of music. Okay. Um, I like what I use in the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. That's Midnight Syndicate is one of the one of the artists, the bands. I guess if you want to call them that, right. and uh, Shadows Symphony is the other one um you can get their their music online uh that that's about as 
close to close liking enough. horror music just for enjoyment that right. I get. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's never really been. I do like that. I take it back though. I love Danny Elfman. Um, yes, some yeah. of the some of the stuff he's done for like the Batman motion picture, oh, God, uh, Beetlejuice, um, the Nightmare the theme for uh, Scrooged. Uh, yeah. it, it all, even even his Christmas thing just had this dark tinge to it. I really like his kind of stuff. So I have yeah. once in a while, you know, tossed in like a best of Danny Elfman or asked or asked the uh, the uh, Amazon Echo to like to play Danny Elfman and just see what what pops up. Right. So. Yeah, not really a, a rock band, horror band, but he definitely has some dark tones to him. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, de- sure. de- definitely. definitely. Yeah, because yeah, Batman is my um my most favorite. Um, well, besides Superman, but uh, yeah, but Batman when when the thing came on, you you could tell it's something serious because it's dark and kind of cryptic, kind of you know. The music, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was great. Right, so, are you looking forward to the next? incarnation of batman with with patterson yes. as batman he, he does a very good job acting but a lot of people give him crap because of that twilight vampire you know <laughs> right a lot of crap but 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 i think he can pull it off for sure I th- I th- after seeing some of the images yeah and I, I, uh I, and some of the yeah. trailers it's like okay yeah i can i can yeah. see him yeah. doing this the, the younger cl- closer to the year one batman right you know, right where he's just getting started right. I, I, and he see the, the great thing about him getting started this this young is he could be like the next, you know, Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Just do it for yes. years and yes. years. So start from young Batman, work all the way up to uh, Dark Knight Returns Batman, where he has to come back out of retirement in order to kick somebody's butt. Right. Um, if, yeah. if he's uh, if he's smart, he'd play his career right and do it that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'd love I'd love to see Batman grow and get older and older and older over the years. I think that'd be oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, that would be, be awesome. great, and especially Michael Keaton's coming back. He's coming. It's that's been so weird. It's yeah. confirmed he's coming back for the Flash. Oh, it's good. Yeah. I'm not. I have not been a fan of the Super Friends or the or the Justice League or anything like that. No, I haven't either. But, yeah. uh, and and I hated the movie when it first came out. But yeah. but Zack Snyder's uh, awesome. version now it came out. I thought, oh my gosh. Yeah. Batman's my least favorite character in this, and he's my favorite superhero of all time. (laughs) Uh, I am so stoked for the Flash movie now. I never liked that character ever until... Until uh, Justice League came out. Oh, yeah. 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 And now just the uh, the way he plays... I'm trying to... What's his name? Who plays the character? Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller. Yeah. 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 He's just phenomenal in the role. Yes. Um, he play, he makes it look so effortless, and I I'm I'm rooting for him like in every scene in Justice League. Now I was like, go, go, Flash, go, <laughs> go, Barry. So yeah, I actually want to see the Flash movie now. I never would. T- two years ago, I would have I would have told you that'd be the last movie I'd ever want to see. I couldn't care less. But right. now I really want. To. And yeah, now now that they're doing the crossover timelines, so you're going to get the different oh, yeah. Batman's and. I, I don't, so we know that Michael Keaton's coming on. Do we know if Ben Affleck is coming back for his incarnation as well? I think he was confirmed I, as well to come back, and they're doing a whole multiverse crisscross. Right. Uh, and was there? There was. I don't know. I don't know if it was for this or for another project. But was it? Was Kevin Conroy going to be Batman as well? I. If they. They we are have, so geeking out here. There are people watching. Uh, what on earth are they talking about? Oh, a few episodes ago, we did a whole like comic, comic book, book like, thing. Oh, okay, and, uh, <laughs> like it was artists that have created comic books. So, like, I got all my nerding out. Oh, okay, back. all right, okay, good. So um, people know know to expect it from you oh, guys. Yeah, they oh, yeah, all right, yeah. little nerd. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there, was, yeah. there was the talk that Kevin Conroy, they might actually put him in an outfit. And but, but oh, I thought wow. maybe wow. that was on TV, uh, on a TV show instead. But yeah. yeah, but when you're dealing with the multiverse, anything's possible. Anything. Right. And they've they have confirmed that uh the Robert Pattinson takes place uh takes place on Earth two. So I think they're they're doing a, a whole crisscross multiverse thing. Okay. And uh I'm I'm here for it. And also speaking of music, the the Nirvana song in the trailer for that first Batman yes. movie is so haunting and sets the aesthetic for I'm the gonna have to go back and watch movie. it now. Yeah. Oh man. It's it's one of my favorite Nirvana songs ever. Is it something in the way? Something in the way. Yes. And it is just yeah. so very creepy sounding. It is. It's it's, it's somber eerie. and just sets the tone. It's, oh it's, it's anyway. very, very I'll eerie. go back and listen to and, and I'll watch oh. that again then. Oh man, it gave me chills when I first saw it. Um yeah, I'd be okay if they brought if they brought back Chris O'Donnell and made him Nightwing, just with a whole yeah. crossover thing. I'd be fine with that. Or Red Hood. Yeah, e- even though I absolutely hated the movies that he was in, I'd, it'd just be Robin. it'd be so much fun. Yeah, he would be a great Robin, great Nightwing for sure. Uh, probably a good Red <laughs> Hood too. Oh. What's that? Red Hood. Red Hood. Yeah, probably, if yeah. they do a whole oh, Red that's Hood. Right. Yeah, yep. yeah, because I was one, I was one of the Robins. I think it was. What, yeah, we can't Robins. do that in the Robert Pattinson universe yet because he's too young to have yet. a Robin just yet. But. Right, exactly. But it is coming. But there, was, there was talk in the original Batman v Superman when when you saw the Robin costume that right. that was just sitting there. There was there was talk that maybe they were going to cover the Jason Todd thing, and if that's the case, then maybe they could later on to pick up the Red Hood. Right. And, right. And do that, but I, I don't I don't I don't think that's ever gonna pan that's gonna pan out now. But uh, you never know. I don't know. It depends on if Zack Snyder continues to do the Justice League and everything else for us. If he if he's in charge of the DC universe, but well, apparently they filmed a. Um, I'm going off on a tangent here, but apparently they filmed a a whole sequence uh, for Batman vs Superman with was it Zack Snyder's son playing playing Robin Robin. I think that's what it was. Really, and being tortured by Jared Leto, also a lead, you know lead singer of a band, another music right. here. Yeah. Um, but uh, thirty seconds. I, I believe they filmed something like that, and it just got scrapped. But if we could bring back, I'm surprised it didn't end up in the uh, like in the Justice League cut or something. You know, just a yeah weird. Okay, yeah. But if we can bring that would have been interesting the, to see. I would. I'd love to have seen that because I'd love to see the whole Red Hood. Uh, oh yeah, idea oh, yeah. picked yeah. up in the in the cinematic universe. You know, I've I've seen the seen the movie the, the Red Hood that they did the animated version, right? Um, but yeah, if they were to pick up that storyline in the in the cinematic universe, that would well. Then again, how many people really know Jason Todd though? That that'd be the problem. Most most people who aren't into into comics, yeah. they're they're not going to have any idea. They're going to think Dick there's Grayson, one Robin, right. Dick Grayson is Robin. That's yeah. You know, he's there's there's what do you mean? There's another Robin? I, oh, there's actually <laughs> four Robins. What? Robin? No. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. it'd be too confusing for the general audience. Yeah. Maybe that would be the the hard part. They would have to explain it really well. Yeah, in some way, or make Dick Grayson Red Hood. Yeah. They'd have to do one of those two. Yeah, in order to make it make sense for the for the general audience who just doesn't follow comics. Yeah, I, my my wife is a big she and she's she admits she's a big Marvel fan. So having to explain that whole thing um, that, to her when she was like, there's multiple Robins. It's like, oh yeah, there's, there's, let me, let me tell you all about that. <laughs> yeah. And then she says, and, and by the way, there's multiple fours. 
And then <laughs> yeah. she had to explain that. And it was a frog one time. <laughs> what? Get in, yeah, get, get in a hold of that thing. That, that, yeah. That's a that's a whole other rabbit hole to go to. <laughs> oh, another podcast, you know? We really need to grow up, guys. You know Not that? We really need to. We can't. We can't I'm sorry. We can't. We, we, we've all turned 13 years old in this conversation. Uh, I, that's how I live my life. It's a 13 <laughs> well, this has been this has been so awesome, Darren. Thank you so much for being on here. Um, one thing we want to we want to reach out or tell everybody about, you know, if you or someone you know is contemplating suicide or having dark thoughts, please, you know, don't wait to reach out to somebody. Um, do it before it's too late. Uh, there's someone waiting by the phone uh, for your call right now at one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, or you can go to su- uh, suicidepreventionlifeline.org um, to chat with someone online right now. Um, also, I Fred. Um, yeah, and uh, seven cups out, you know, please, uh, check out those resources as well. Um, but, uh, Darren, where can people find all your, uh, social media? Uh, the easiest thing to do is just go to weirddarkness.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a contact social page there and I've got it all listed there. It, it, it takes too long to, to go through each, each, each of them individually. So I just put them all on one page. So they're easier to get to. Yeah. So yeah, just go to weirddarkness.com. Um, you can find me on my Facebook there, Twitter, YouTube, um, MeWe, Instagram, all of that stuff. Do we have a, do, do, are, are we on TikTok yet? No. No, we're not. No. <laughs> no. no be, Man, because I, I'm not 11 years old. I, no. I, I still don't understand that platform for the life of me. You know, I heard it was, I heard it does great stuff for your, for the, you know, promo yourself, but I still don't yeah. understand it to this day. Yeah, I I'm not looking for yet another social no, media right. network, um, especially something that's video. Right. Yeah. Uh, with, with this face, no, that I, mean, <laughs> I, I lose listeners doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So. MySpace. There is MySpace. Bring back MySpace. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, that's no, that's right. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on MySpace as well. Okay. No, I'm just like, no. really? That'd be so cool. We, we're awesome. awesome. I used to have a MySpace a long time ago. I finally, I finally deleted it. Yeah. I, I couldn't too. even delete mine because my email address was fake. Really? <laughs> so oh, so you couldn't even so you couldn't even log in to get rid of it. Log in to delete it. So it's just so does it does it still exist? Have you tried to log in and check it out? See if it's still there. I can't remember my password, but it is still there. If you search for the public URL, profiles, there. It's, yep, it's still it should still be there. Uh, unfortunately. With all my embarrassing graphics and music. So now people are jumping to MySpace looking for Blake Mosley. Like, right. yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck finding me. (laughs) Well, James, do you have anything else? I man, I I just really want to thank you for coming on and and talk about a deep subject that needs to be talked about. And I agree. We all need to be talking about Batman and the Flash. I I, I agree. (laughs) There needs to be more talk about that. That's right. So now I had a lot of fun, guys. I, I really appreciate you having me on. And uh I'll definitely be telling everybody that to uh to check out your podcast as well. If nothing else, they can hear a little bit more about my story that they probably haven't heard right. on Weird Darkness. Cool. So yeah. that's actually yeah. pretty cool, I guess. Hey, man, let's help each other out, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Cool, man. Thank you so much. Darren, well, this thank has been you. a huge honor. Yeah, this, is, this has been great. Thanks for taking some time to talk to us. And uh, I look forward to the uh, the daily episodes. It gets me through my work day. So um, 
I'm gonna. Well, you're keeping me from putting together one right now. Oh well. Oh, yeah. I had just Sorry, narrated buddy. tonight's episode, and I haven't put it together yet. And, and, and oh, no. we had to do this. So yeah. just uh, just upload this episode instead, and that there way. We go. Yeah. <laughs> That's already edited. You don't have to do anything. Just bam, and then everybody everybody wins. So I ought to throw this onto my YouTube channel just to just see what kind of reaction we get. There you go. That'd be fun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You might lose listeners. I'm sorry. Don't don't do that. Yeah, I don't care about I don't care about YouTube subscribers. That's fine. There we go. There you That's go. right. I'm not I'm not paying any attention over there anyway. Yeah. Well, so. thanks again, Darren. It really means a lot. We appreciate you taking the time to do this, and um, we'll have to talk again soon. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do it again. Thanks a lot, James. Appreciate it. Blake. Thanks, man. Have a good one.